Year after year, one of the most consistent items on my do something list is to have fun with fashion. Exploring my personal style has added more joy to my everyday life and helped me feel more like myself on the regular. However, I have found that there are some brands I would love to explore more, but they are out of my typical price range. Or there's the it item that I would love to try out, but without the commitment of keeping it. Enter Armoire. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, you can build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out for more new to you styles. I just did my quiz and have selected a few dresses for the summer from Bowdoin, one of my favorite brands that I can't typically afford. And I also got a double-breasted black blazer from a new-to-me designer, a classic item that I have been on the hunt for but too scared to commit to until I know it's the one. For you expecting mamas, for those who are working or those who are style-obsessed, who want to switch out your wardrobe with quality pieces without the designer prices, check out this woman-owned company that has your style and your sustainability in mind. Right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash progress. That's armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash progress to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to About Progress. I'm Monica Packer, a regular mom and recovering perfectionist who uncovered the truest model to dramatic but lasting personal growth. It's progress made practical. Join us to leave the extremes behind and instead learn how to do something to grow in ways that stick. When we fail at our habits, we find ourselves shaming and blaming ourselves, but women often miss the important fact that we must do habits differently. And it's not because we're weak, it's because we're not robots. To learn why, check out my free class, the number one reason why women must do habits differently at aboutprogress.com slash habit class. Has your spiritual life shifted the last few years? If so, you're not alone. So many women in this community are experiencing the shifts in ways that I'm sure a recent guest, Dr. Jennifer Finlayson Fife, would likely call an expansion of faith. And while that expansion can be beautiful and, of course, challenging, it also poses some logistical challenges, including what can a spiritual practice look like for me now? Years ago, I did something very terrifying, and I shared 
with the internet about my then decade plus series of faith crises. Yeah, that's plural. And one of the things I didn't get to share there, but I did in a later episode that we'll link to both though, don't worry, is how these years challenged my actual habits of nourishing and maintaining my shifting, expanding spirituality. Some of the questions I met, I found other women face as well, such as, what should I do if I find reading scriptural texts really triggering? What if prayer never seems to make it past my bedroom ceiling? Is there a way to shift my spiritual practices to support my own deepening, broadening, and shifting faith? The answer for me was yes, but it was admittedly really scary to chart those waters, and it's been that way for many women in this community. And that's why I'm looking forward to sharing a coaching call I did with one of them. You are going to hear me coach a progressor named Heather, and she is a woman who is standing on those shorelines and wanting to do that charting of navigating spiritual practices alongside this expansion of faith. I know listening into this coaching call with Heather will help you do the same, whether you need to do that right now, or maybe later on, it's more of an issue for you, or you simply want to help someone else who is going through it too. Heather, thanks for doing this coaching call with me. I'm so happy to be here. I feel like I should say, disclaimer, we know each other in real life. (laughs) Thanks to monkey school we did last year with our, with our little kids, which was so fun. I know they were so cute. They were really cute. I liked it a lot more than I thought I would. And maybe that's just mothering (laughs) and like getting older, but I I loved it. No, I, I've never had a lot of patience for at home preschool and it was a good one. So yeah, we had a good group. Well, how about you give us an introduction for the whole community? Not just me. My name's Heather. I have four kids. My youngest is turning four tomorrow, actually. And I am just barely having a little bit of extra space that I haven't had in the past and trying to use it well. So I'm about to start over. So I, I, yes, you are. I know that, yeah, that, that moment feels (laughs) like, and I will now go away. So tell me why you're here today. I have been trying to figure out what I want to do for a spirituality practice and I haven't been able to make anything stick. I feel like what I used to do isn't working for me anymore and I'm not sure what I want it to look like. And therefore I'm not feeling very motivated to start. Yeah. Uh, So anyway, I'm just trying to figure that out. This is a really awesome one to, to be covering. So that's kind of one of the bigger problems is because you don't have the vision, you're not starting, but you're almost avoiding the vision, like creating, why do you think you're avoiding even just finalizing an idea of what this happened? I I have been trying to figure that out. I think I just realized that I've been actually avoiding it last week. Yeah. And I I haven't had time to sit with it yet. I, I think because I want to branch out from what I used to do Mm -hmm. and that feels a little overwhelming. I don't know way. where to start exactly. I'm I'm interested in branching out into some meditation. I'm interested in about Christian contemplative practices. I feel like I have a lot of interests and it's a little overwhelming. And where I used to just sit down and like read whatever verses came next at where I was in the scriptures, like I feel like when I tried to do that recently, it hasn't been 
working and mm-hmm. I, and I'm avoiding it. So I haven't been doing it a lot lately. Mm-hmm. So, so part of the overwhelm is trying to figure out what to do of the yeah. many options. I think so. Another reason to the avoiding is maybe more the overwhelm of deciding and actually starting in the practice, especially if it's something new, that's pretty overwhelming. Yeah. Is there any avoidance of it because you're like worried it won't fill you up just like your current practice wasn't filling you up anymore? I think that's probably part of it. And when I had tried to make a decision a couple months ago, I had decided like, I'm going to sit down and, and try to write out where I'm at in my spirituality. And Mm -hmm. I'm wondering if I'm nervous about making it concrete, if that makes sense. I like, I don't Mm want to write it down because I don't want it to be final Hmm. because I'm not feeling very settled, I guess. Okay. So, so you don't want it to be final because is it almost like pinning you in a place like you're not ready to say, this is where I'm wanting to land? Yeah, I think so. And I I think a couple months ago, I was more feeling like I did want to land somewhere, Mm -hmm. you know, and I eventually do, but I think I'm coming to terms with this is a lifelong journey and that's okay. Okay. (laughs) And you know, this, the reason why I'm digging so much here is because we've learned over and over again, both through, you know, myself and all the many clients and just women in general, like habits are never surface level. There's always deeper reasons. There's even reasons why we put off or avoid something or it doesn't work. And so it's just good for us to understand these roots a little bit. And you've already made some sense of it and already understood for yourself, this is going to be a lifelong journey. So maybe this doesn't have to be the solidifying, like one perfect spiritual practice that will carry me through that life. (laughs) It's just supposed to carry me through right now. Yeah. How does that sound to you? Yeah. I put words in your mouth. So it's it's good. (laughs) I... It feels good. It feels, it takes the pressure off a little bit that like, I don't have to like decide forever. This is what I'm going to do. And I don't even have to, whatever I decide to write or journal or whatever, it doesn't have to be forever. It can just be how I'm feeling that day. And and that does feel less overwhelming. That's a really good thing for us to cue into. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to take what you just said, put it in my back pocket. I'm going to bring it out again in a few minutes. So now that we have that obstacle of you know, some of the fears attached to it kind of at least acknowledged. And, you know, so that way, like when they creep up again, you can say, no, remember, you don't, it doesn't have to hold you in place forever. And it doesn't have to be the one practice. It doesn't have to work right away. We know it's a lifelong thing. That obstacle put aside, let's start with another weird question to actually figure out which one you're going to work on. Okay. Okay. And it's, how do you want your spiritual practice to make you feel for this time in this season? I'm, I'm really seeking, you know, I think in the past I really clung to being certain about things Mm -hmm. and, and I've over the course of years, I I think I've pretty much let go of that, but I am still longing for the, the communion that I felt mm-hmm. when I was in that certainty 
And, and I'm looking for a way, I think, to be more open, like, yes, to communication with God, but also, yes, to communion with, with the people around me, hmm. with just life. So what, I don't would, know if I answered the question. Would grounded be the word? Like, it's yeah. not like you're looking for certainty anymore, but you are looking for some ground, like feeling more grounded. Maybe grounded, but I... <sighs> I honestly, I think I'm trying to be less grounded. I don't know mm-hmm. if that makes sense, but I feel like I'm not as open as I used to be. And I'm looking for a way to sort of open back up again. Okay. That's actually another word I did write down. Open. And with that, like, so you want to feel open and you want to feel open to connecting mm-hmm. with a greater power and mm-hmm. open to connecting with others. Yeah. Okay. So open and connected. Yeah. That feels good. So of the things that you've been considering, you'd said meditation, you had lots of other interests, but I also heard you say journaling, studying, like what are some of the options here that could help you feel open and connected? I think that's my big question right now. I'm not sure. I think I just need to start somewhere, pick something and see if it works. But I do still feel sort of an obligation, I think, to like, quote unquote, read my scriptures. And mm-hmm. and I think that is what feels overwhelming. But I'm not sure where else to start, I guess. I have done a little bit of meditation on and off. And sometimes I have a really positive experience with it. But most of the time, I'm not able to maintain it for very long. Mm-hmm. So, and is it because of like, it's a learning, like it's a skill you're learning? Does it come down to time? Does it come down to like not having the right method or tool to help you do it? Like a good app? I'm not sure. I did invest in an app called 10% Happier and they oh, have yeah. a wide variety of like different amounts of time. And for the most part, I really liked it, but I, I think I think I'm realizing in the past, I felt like meditation wasn't enough. Like that wasn't checking the box of spirituality. And so then I was feeling like, well, I have to meditate and read some scriptures or pray or do something that feels more spiritual. One thing you brought up earlier was a study of some kind. If you want to like study different scriptural texts that are like outside of maybe your typical canon that you studied Mm -hmm. in the past, if you want to study different Christian writers or non-Christian writers, could that be a possibility? Is having yeah. some sort of study, but maybe not tied to the specific canon? Yeah, definitely. That's a possibility. I like everything feels really interesting to me right now. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. So here's where we're going to do something a little different than I typically do. Like typically I want us to have, and we still might do this, Typically, I want like a really clear idea of what habit we're working on. Mm-hmm. For you, I see this more as having a dedicated time and space to explore a spiritual practice, which means you can intuitively decide today would be a great meditation day. Or today I need to journal. I just need mm-hmm. to connect, you know, by journaling. I, or I'm really wanting to study deeply. And the reason why I say I don't typically start with this is because sometimes that level, that type of certainty helps us make the habit more consistent because we're not mm-hmm. always having to make a decision, which takes energy. Right. 
But I feel like the exploration, the time to explore is almost what you need more than the actual thing, because that's what will help you figure out what the thing is. Yeah, that probably is true. Or the fi- the thing you find yourself coming back to most mm-hmm. often. How's that feeling to you? Yeah. You know, I really like that. I'm nervous though, that I, if I don't know what I'm at least going to start with mm-hmm. at the beginning of the exploration that I'll just put it off I get because that. I'm not knowing what to do. So this is what my solution to this, to, to that, to that worry is we are going to try to figure out a, a, you know, a set way to have the set aside time for mm-hmm. a spiritual practice of some kind, but we are still going to start with a baseline version of this. So the days where you can't make a decision or just to start with, to get in the practice of having a practice, I do. Yes. I do want you to have something that we know you do at minimum of these things you said. So ideally we might be looking at like meditation and study time or in journaling. Like if you have like a half an hour block, to do all those three things and you can, or one of those things, but in more depth, right. Or longer amounts of time. Right. Okay. What could be the simplest and the smallest version of a spiritual practice for you that will help you feel open and connected. have an ideal, but where should Heather start? And what about those back pocket items I listed? That's all next after a quick break. A few years ago, I got to this plateau in my personal growth. I had worked really hard on defining myself and expanding myself, but I felt stuck again when I could see that my day-to-day life was not supporting that self. In other words, I had to work on my habits. And friends, that became a years-long journey you now get to benefit from in my course, The Sticky Habit Method. This course is designed for real habits for real women, meaning those of you who have responsibilities that require you to have a very flexible, reactive life, which is honestly every woman I know. In this course, you will learn not only what habits are, but how to create them in ways that stick. You'll also see a completely free bonus module I call the Bad Habit University, where you will learn how to conquer your bad habits in ways that stick too. You can check out the course at aboutprogress.com slash sticky habit method. What could be the simplest and the smallest version of a spiritual practice for you that will help you feel open and connected. So I'm trying to decide, I I think starting with just like a couple of deep breaths at the beginning, instead of trying to jump into like a five or 10 minute meditation even Mm -hmm. would be helpful. But then I was trying to decide if I should just stick with only that as a baseline or, or add an additional, like, write 
either either one line in a journal, a couple lines, or and see the study is what I'm struggling with because I I don't have a lot of resources like handy. I think I'd probably have to like figure out something to buy besides you know like scriptures that I grew up with, mm-hmm. which I could do. I could just like pick a couple of verses to read or whatever. So I'm just I'm trying to decide if I should add something on. Or just stick with like, take a few breaths and say a prayer or something like a one minute prayer. Okay. So I think for sure, starting with like three deep breaths is, is our great baseline, Mm -hmm. but we can also say a bonus one of, of one of those three things. So you said prayer, writing one line in a journal, maybe studying for one minute. And those are small enough that I think it will work alongside the deep breath. Okay. Three deep breaths. Let's choose one though, just for the starting place, just to get us in the momentum and the consistency of having this habit. What will help you feel open and connected? Three deep breaths and a prayer or journal or reading. I feel like journaling is what I want to start with. Okay. And you know what I love about that is as awesome as it is to study right? Like as, as good yeah. as that is, it seems to be pretty should driven for you. I think it is right now. Yeah. And I think this is, can be one of these seasons of your life where you say, there's another way for mm-hmm. me to feel connected and open. And this is it right now. The other way makes me feel more closed off or empty. Yeah. I like that. That feels good. So that's what we're going to start with. Three okay. deep breaths and a, and journaling. I do want to come back to the obstacle I see going on with the study. So just an, another thing we're keeping in our back pocket. Okay. Let's now talk about where you can attach this to. Okay. So what's a typical, I mean, this is also going back to the idea, like ideally, when would you like to do this? Like morning, afternoon, night is a general time of day. I was hoping to do it like right after lunch. I do three days a week. My daughter has preschool right after lunch. And so I don't really, I was, I'm having a hard time identifying any day that's like the same every day. Sure. I think everyone relates to that, but I do have either my daughter in preschool or she typically wants to watch a couple of shows right after lunch. Okay. So there is that space that it looks a little bit different every day, but that is kind of what I had identified as something that would work. So it's more like when my daughter is settled, yeah, <laughs> whether it's at preschool or at home. And this is where you'll have to know what that looks like. So like when I press play to the show, then I'll, and we'll know what you're going to do from there. Or yeah. when I return home from dropping her off, then I'll, we just want to have a clear, like, what are, what are yeah. you going to do? It's one of those two things every day. So okay, good. So your W in general is when your daughter gets settled, but more specifically, you know, it's either like a press play or you park the car. Yeah. Okay. Then I'll, and that's the, the three deep, I'll take three deep breaths and write one line in my journal. Yeah. That's your worst of day version. That's your baseline which means your best of days and even just your normal of days when you're having more energy momentum that can turn into a minute or five minutes of meditation that can turn into a a page of journaling that can turn into adding a prayer because you feel like it. Yeah. 
or I want to talk about that, that hurdle, but, or studying for a little bit. That's still the bigger vision time to feel open and connected. Okay. Here's what I, okay. So we've got our WTA, our, our okay. A here. We, we, we focus more on the WT here in the, on the podcast. Cause the A takes a lot longer to explain, but basically what I want you to do is when you do this, mm-hmm. A stands for affirm and it's, it's affirming it in you like saying, look, I did it. It's saying that's like me, or I prioritize a spiritual practice, or it's like basking in those feelings, just letting yourself like actually feel them. I feel open. I feel connected. And the A doesn't have to last forever. It's just how you solidify this habit. It's like brain hijacking, you know, you're just like, yeah. Okay. All right. Let me talk about study for a little bit with you. I want to do something called lowering the hurdle. Like the hurdle to studying for you is like, what are the materials? Yeah. So right now I'm going to give you a, I don't like to do prescriptions, but here's a suggestion. Okay. Perhaps it could be a fun thing to have a study basket. Okay. And this is one like over the next couple of weeks and months, you can collect some materials that can go in there. Mm -hmm. Different books that you would like to read and that explorative kind of focus for you. Yeah. Just letting it be about, I'm here, I'm here to explore. I'm open to learning. I'm ready to connect with other people who are different from me, who have learned different things from me spiritually. And I want to learn from them. So we can have that basket be just be things you gradually add materials to, and it can be in the place where you are going to do your spiritual practice. Okay. Yeah. I actually really like that because I don't have to narrow it down, but I don't, I also, it is somewhat narrowed down to what is in the basket. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I'm not getting on the computer and looking for something in the. And that weird, becomes another obstacle, right? Know? Because then I find myself like looking up a blog that I used to read in 2007. Right. Because I'm avoiding like reading <laughs> a text yeah. that's going to be hard. I'm like, well, what yeah. happened to that person I used to follow <laughs> 15 years ago? You know, yeah. stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. So study basket. Yeah, I, like I like that. Now, before we sign off, I want to do one more thing. Okay. We, we, we talked about having a really clear WTA, but as part of that, we need to know where you're doing this. Like, I want to get specific about like, would, would you like to have next to your study, like your study basket? Should it be like a special chair in a living, in the living room, like always there. And that's where you go for your spiritual practice time. And that's where your journal is. That's where other study materials are. And that's where, you know, you're going, or is it in your bedroom? Where will that be? So I actually do have a desk and it's in the basement, which sounds dark, but actually we're living with my in-laws right now. And they have these huge, gorgeous windows out of their basement. And it's a place where they're usually not and where I can have some privacy. So perfect. It's a good spot. Okay. And I want you to kind of time this. What is three deep breaths and one line in a journal? How long does that take? So that way on the days you don't feel like it, you can say, this will literally take me 90 seconds. Okay. It's a good idea. Or whatever time it is, 42 yeah. seconds. You know, I want you to just have that in mind. So you're like, it, it, that's all I have to do. And then, then, especially in those days where you really don't want to, I want you 
to really honor the baseline. Step away. (laughs) Like say, nope, that's it. That's the baseline. That 90 seconds, it's all I need today. Because that way, another way to hijack your brain, your brain knows it can believe you when you say you only have to do this amount. Yeah. Okay. So you've got a clear vision now of what you want to feel. And I think that's more important than what you're actually doing. That actually was really helpful. Yeah. Okay. Our goal is to help you feel open and connected and have that set aside time, even if it's 90 seconds or less, depending on what that is. And with time that can build and we know more ideally what that can look like. It's a bigger pocket of time and more intensity in some of those avenues that you feel more drawn to. Okay. What do you, what do you want to take away from this call? I think one big thing that I'm taking away is even though I'm, I had been trying not to, I, I still think I was shooting my way through Yes, <laughs> trying to create a habit and that's hard to let go of, but I, I feel really good about um, having identified what I'm looking for. And, yeah. and I think that will be motivating to sit down and actually do it because it's something that I want, not just that I'm feeling obligated to do. Beautiful. So. Yeah. Those shoulds are really sneaky. So you're not alone in having them they're sneaky. kind of be like, Oh no, we're going to make you feel like you're supposed to do this. So this is beautiful, Heather. I'm so grateful that you would spend this time with me. And I would love for you to, as a friend, like I can be your accountability buddy for a while here while you're getting this habit to stick. You can reach out to me and like, just say yes, <laughs> no, <laughs> or I need help tweaking and I'm happy to help you. Okay. Thanks, Monica. I hope this episode gave you the hug and kick in the pants you need to grow. I'm now going to share the progress pointers from this episode, and these are the notes I took so you don't have to, and those on my Go-Getter newsletter will get this in a graphic form every Wednesday. Number one, it can be overwhelming to add to or switch your spiritual practice to decide what to do, how to do it, and what it means about your spirituality. Two, Give yourself permission to allow your spiritual practice, plus focus, needs, desires, etc., to shift. Three, start by asking yourself how you want your spiritual practice to feel for this time and season. Four, cast a vision of an ideal practice that will support those feelings, then narrow it down with a baseline version, meaning the smallest and simplest version. And number five, Consider ways you can lower the hurdle that are getting in the way of your spiritual practice. Your do something challenge for this week is to ask yourself how you want your spiritual practice to feel. And that's whether you think your spiritual life is shifting or not. Maybe it's just time to recalibrate that spiritual practice. How do you want it to feel? Before I go, just a quick reminder that I'm on maternity leave, and that means While I did the work ahead of time to make sure this podcast is still going, my own marketing of the podcast is taking a back seat to me cuddling my baby and likely doing lots of laundry. And because of that, I am relying on you, the listeners, to ensure that this podcast is being heard. 
So if you could share this episode with one friend today, I'd be so grateful. And extra bonus points if you leave a rating and a review on your podcast app. Thank you for stepping up in ways I am choosing not to right now. And thank you for listening. Now go and do something with what you learned today. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.